Hi listeners, stories have so much power and so does whoever controls the narrative. It is time that we dissect and analyze these stories. I am Vipul and this is Vogue Tales. Hi everyone. This week's fairy tale is from The Wind Children and Other Tales from Japan, a collection retold by Samira Kirillos called Shipitaro. The story begins by introducing us to a young samurai warrior called Chashiro. And against all odds of fairy tale rules, two perfectly healthy parents, neither of whom are under any wicked spell. Shocking, am I right? More surprising yet, it is also a time of peace. With no urgent need to seek fortune or save any lost family members, logic dictates that Chashiro should count his lucky stars and hope life stays that way. Instead, he leaves his estate in the capable hands of his parents and goes to look for trouble. Hashtag machismo which means strong or aggressive masculine pride. If the adventures will not come to him, he will go forth and find them. On that note, it's story time. Choshiro, who longs to wrestle a kappa, a vampire-like creature in Japanese folklore, be tricked by a fox woman and visited by the ghosts of dead warriors, walks for seven days through dark woods and up a lonely mountain without seeing anything out of the ordinary at all. On the seventh night, things start looking up when he gets stranded in the middle of nowhere and comes across the ruins of a spooky little temple. Even the weather is getting into the spirit of heroic hardship, pelting down rain. So Chashiro takes refuge in the ruin. I set off in search of adventure and have so far found Nothing, he tells himself. I'd better give myself a good night's sleep. Who knows what tomorrow will bring. At midnight, Choshiro is woken up by a series of ear-splitting shrieks and yowls and snatches up his sword to go investigate. Outside the temple, he sees nine white cats wearing hats, flourishing fans, dancing on their tails and wailing a song about the unknowable whereabouts of Shipitaro, and how much they don't want to meet with him. Who is Shipitaro? Chashiro doesn't know, but he plans on finding out. Adventure at last. He goes back to sleep, contemplating what wickedness may be afoot. The next morning, he spots a path that he does not recall having been there the day before, and follows it out of the trees onto a plain. He reaches a mansion on the outskirts of a small village, where the sound of crying draws him inside. The entire household is sitting around one girl, all of them weeping. At first, they brush off Choshiro's offer to help, but when he persists, 
the girl's mother explained their situation. A malicious spirit lives in the ruined temple on the mountain. Every year, it demands the sacrifice of a young girl, and if denied its prey, sends storms to destroy the crops. The particular girl is to die in seven days' time. Undaunted, Choshiro reveals that he spent the night in that very temple and is delighted by the awe of his audience. He asks for the maps of the surrounding villages and makes his way around the region, inquiring about the identity of Shipitaro, without any success. By the seventh day, he is losing confidence. Sitting by the stream to rethink his strategy, he is astounded to hear that mysterious name being called right behind him. When he turns around, he sees an enormous dog bounding away in answer. Choshiro hastily joins its master, an elderly gentleman who turns out to be the local lord, and asks if he can borrow the dog for one night. With some reluctance, the lord agrees. Choshiro then dashes back to the sorrowful household, only to learn that the girl is already en route to her death. He catches up with the sacrificial procession halfway up the mountain and lets the girl out of the wooden coffin, ordering her to go home and hide while he continues on with the empty box. It doesn't remain empty for long. Choshiro shuts the incredibly good-natured dog in there and hides himself in the woods around the temple. At midnight, the nine white cats return, and a tenth as their leader. This one, black-furred and enormous. They dance around the box, shrieking in a frenzy. The black cat whips the lid off the box, and Shipitaro leaps out, knocking the cat to the ground. At this point, Choshiro joins the fray with his sword, mercilessly slaughtering all ten of the cats. With grisly victory achieved, he returns to the household to explain the night's events. First thing in the morning, he returns Shipitaro to his master, then follows the road out of the village onto the plain. The End Anti-cat prejudice is not unfamiliar in fairy tales, with similar superstitions to be found in many parts of the world. That does not make the violent deaths of these cats any more palatable especially as they do nothing more sinister than wear hats and sing incomprehensible songs. However, I'm very pleased that the girl manages to avoid all forms of sacrifice and Choshiro does not propose to her and no one offers her up as a reward, thank goodness. But anyone who goes around killing cats is no hero of mine. On that note, bye for now. Let me know your thoughts on the story and our discussion by emailing me on woketalespodcast at gmail.com or through social media at woketalespodcast on Instagram and woketalespod on Twitter. And please rate, review and like Woketales Podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you can easily access our weekly stories. If you have any story recommendations or if you want to come dissect and analyze a story with me, give me a shout out on email or social media. Because whatever you do, keep dissecting and keep analyzing. <laughs>